Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll be getting up close and personal with Jesus. I believe that the closer you get to Jesus and see Him as truly He is, that the deeper your life will be transformed by the image of Jesus. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today we begin a new series called Jesus Up Close. And Mark, one of the best ways to see what someone is like is to watch how they interact with others. I love to go to airports <laughs> and watch people, don't you? I love this about the Lord. He had some very powerful encounters with people from all walks of life. Yes. My parents were airport watchers. Were they? They, would, they loved to sit in an airport and just watch people travel through the airport. It's fascinating. It really is. Here's the thing. Jesus up close in this passage, we're taking a look at his interaction with a woman that has pain in her life. Mm. And I love the compassion of Jesus. I love the heart of Jesus. And I know that there's listeners right now that have pain. Yeah. And what I've discovered is normally what we need healed the most is what we tend to hide the most. Mm -hmm. And it's true in the case with this encounter with Jesus. And so you may be someone that struggles with private pain that you don't want anybody else to see or know about, but this message is going to challenge you to let Jesus into your pain. Mark is going to help us take a closer look at Jesus through the Gospels as we begin now on Bold Steps. I mean, it's a little bit awkward in an elevator, right? You kind of look at the buttons, and you're just kind of staring at buttons going up and down. But, but you, you, you're kind of feeling like, I need my space, because I don't really know you, so if you stand too close, you're invading my privacy space. There's certain countries when people talk to each other, they talk a lot closer. And if you go to one of those countries and people like get this close and talk to you, as Americans, we sort of want to push back a little bit like, hey, I, I like you and everything, but could you like give me like at least two feet? Like don't talk too close to me. We get a little bit uncomfortable when someone gets a little too close to us. And I want to tell you that Jesus is not that way. Jesus has no problem with you being up close. In fact, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to push you a little bit closer to the face of Jesus. And I want you to look into the face of Jesus. I want you to see his eyes, see his heart, look into who he is, how he functions. I want you to get up close into the face of Jesus because I believe that the closer you get to Jesus and see him as truly he is, that the deeper your life will be transformed by the image of Jesus. So I want you to take your Bibles today, and I want you to turn to a passage that's found in Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, we'll be looking at verses 21 through 34. I'm reading out of the New International Version. It says, So Jesus went to him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. 
She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. All that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak. Verse 28. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Verse 30. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him and he turned around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. We never know the woman's name. This account is found in what's called parallel passages in three out of the four Gospels in the New Testament, told from the perspective of different eyewitnesses who had been there. This has to be an important story. To make it in all three out of the four Gospels, you know there's something there that God is trying to speak to us. This woman, we don't know how old she was. We don't know what she looked like. We'd never learn her name, but we learn a lot about her story and her interaction with Jesus. This is a compelling, powerful story of a woman that gets to Jesus up close. And I pray that through the story that you hear today and through the principles that you learn today, that some of you who may be at a distance from Jesus will learn from this story and you'll be taking some steps closer, up close, into that uncomfortable zone, into the presence of Jesus. Because some of us here today, you're standing at a comfortable distance. You're not sure you want to get close to Jesus because you're not sure what to expect. You're not sure you want to get into his presence and feel his full attention on you or hear the demands that he may put upon your life. You're not sure that you can trust his power. You're not sure that you really want him to touch you. Uh, Some of us are, are at a comfortable distance and maybe not knowing how to get close or why to get close or even if we get close, whether he will accept us or not. And so if you're struggling today with the whole idea of coming close to Jesus, I want to talk to you about what I learned from this woman's story, and maybe there's something that you learned as well. The first thing I want you to notice about this woman, and if you're taking notes, I want you to jot this down, is that our most private pain is what needs healing most and can drive us to or away from God. Normally what needs healing the most is what we want to hide the most. It's our private pain. You see, the Bible tells us that Jesus had, he was ministering to the crowds. He already had a reputation. He had just cast out a demon 
out of someone that the crowd had been amazed at how powerful he was. And so there was actually a big crowd that was following Jesus around already. His reputation had spread. Some people came because they were just curious to see who was this man that everybody was talking about. Some came because they wanted a touch from Jesus, and so they brought their sick, the blind, the deaf. Some came because they wanted to throw stones at him and criticize him and see who this false teacher was. Some came because, hey, they're bored and just want to do something with the crowd. The Bible tells us that in verse 24, so Jesus went with him a large crowd followed and pressed around him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. It's a little statement there, but I want you to understand the full implications of what this passage is telling us. This woman, the word bleeding refers to hemorrhaging. We don't know exactly what condition she had, but there was some sort of internal condition that was causing her to have blood discharge. The loss of blood over 12 years had caused her to experience severe anemia. Well, I don't know if any of you have ever suffered with anemia, but if you have, you know that your blood count gets very low. And the lower your blood count gets, it becomes more and more dangerous. You start feeling tired. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Some of you have, yeah. There, there's a level of danger. The loss of blood kicks in <clears throat> so that you start feeling like everything is an effort. You walk up the stairs and you're tired. You feel like you have to drag yourself out of bed because your body is losing blood and as your body loses blood, you get weaker and weaker. This woman had internal bleeding. There was internal bleeding and she was discharging blood on a regular basis and it happened for 12 years. It had consumed her life. She felt weak all the time. She knew that something was wrong. She felt severely ill on a regular basis. But not only did she feel miserable inside, sometimes barely able to get up, knowing that she was sick, she had gone from doctor to doctor to doctor looking for a cure. Now, medicine in those days was not as advanced as it is in our day, and so they did weird things back then to try to get people well. She spent every penny that she has trying to get well, and she's worse than what she started. But there was a, there's something else that you need to understand about her condition. You see, there were some implications about her condition that made her socially and spiritually unclean. She had to make sure she told people when they entered into her house, I'm unclean. What she was experiencing was intensely personal. A woman wants to talk about private matters, yet this was public. Most of the times when we are protecting ourselves, most of what really needs healing in our life is usually intensely painful and intensely 
You're listening to Bold Steps and our Bible teacher, Mark Job. Mark, will be back to continue this message in a little while, but real quick, we want to remind you that you can always access our daily programs and catch up on anything you might have missed here on the radio by going online to boldstepsradio.org. Or listen straight from your phone and smart device by opening your podcast app and subscribing to our podcast. Just search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. And by the way, you can find even more sermons from Mark and access his complete teaching archive by visiting moodyaudio.com. There you'll be able to search for lessons about specific topics, sermon series, even books of the Bible. Check it out today. That's moodyaudio.com. Right now, let's return to our message. It's titled, Our Private Pain. And here again is Mark Job. Right now, in this auditorium and in this crowd, there are people here that have intensely personal pain that you never talk about, don't want anybody to know about, don't want to bring it to the light because there's embarrassment, shame, and we protect it closely. It may be an issue related to a father that abandoned you when you were young and there's deep pain, but you just gloss it over because you don't really want to talk about it. Maybe you sold wild oats in your youth and you have a venereal disease and it's, you don't, of course, ever want anybody to know or talk about it. Maybe you struggle with anorexia, bulimia, some sort of eating disorder, and you don't want people to know, but when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see someone that's ugly. People try to tell you you're okay, but when you look, you see someone fat, and you may be thin. Deep pain. Maybe you're a strong, self-sufficient, independent man, but you know inside that when you were a five-year-old boy, what that uncle did to you. You don't want anybody to know about it. You don't want to talk about it. It's in the past. But yeah, that deeply private pain is what most needs to be healed. This woman had something that she didn't want to talk about. She didn't want to introduce. She didn't want people to know about. It was a deeply private pain that she lived with every day and it was ruining her life. Deep inside, what happens with our deeply private pain is that it can do one or two things to us. It can, it can push us away from God so that we raise our fist internally to the heavens and we say, why God? Why me? Why don't you change it? Why can't I called on you? I've sought you. I've wanted it to change. Why are you doing this to me? It can either drive you away from God or it can drive you to God. It's really the choice that we make. I mentioned that we were down in Quito ministering to a school. It was an English-speaking school and with several hundred young people there. Many of them who were not believers. Most of them probably who were not believers. And for some reason, God gave us a real open door 
to have a lot of heart-to-heart conversation with 16, 17-year-old boys and girls. I can't tell you the amount of tears, weeping, crying, that I watched, heard, and listened to this past week as both young men and women opened up their hearts about their family and their relationships and their past and the sense of shame and abandonment that exists there. It's incredible the amount of pain that we can accumulate in a few short teenage years. It's amazing how much hurt can be within our heart early on in life. This woman, well, she was there. She'd experienced it. She had felt the isolation, the pain, and in her mind, Something clicked when she heard about Jesus. And today, here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that either you're walking away from Jesus or you're walking to Jesus because I know that pain drives us somewhere. It drives many people to find relief. And so if you're in pain inside of your heart, it doesn't surprise me that you have an addictive, compulsive uh, personality, that, that, that there's something that's compulsive. You may be addicted to men because you feel like a man's going to make me feel better. I feel terrible about who I am. I feel terrible about my image. I look at myself and I see myself broken. If I could just get a man to love me, then I'd feel like I'm a complete woman. But you know what? It doesn't work that way. There is no man that can make you feel complete only Only the healer himself can do that. The second thing I want you to know, and I'm talking about Jesus up close and personal, is that our faith for change starts by hearing truth, but is maintained by thinking truth and taking action. Look at what it says in verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, I love those words. When she heard about Jesus. You see, up until then, Jesus had, well, been this, just some guy out there that she heard rumors about. And I don't know when the first time she heard about Jesus, but I'm sure that it was in the context of some conversation while she was shopping or, or some conversation of a relative that, that said something and maybe she heard a converse, uh, overheard a conversation of people talking and they said, have you heard about this Jesus? You know, people say that he can heal the blind. People say that he speaks like no one else speaks. He speaks words with power and authority. People say that he is divine. Some even say that he's raised the dead. Now, if you're sick, if you're hurting, if you have issues, your ears perk up at that time and you start thinking, well, if he can raise the dead, if he can heal the blind, if he can open the ears of the deaf, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, he can heal me. And I'm sure she butted in the conversation and she said, now, what's his name again? Well, they call him Yeshua. 
And where is he at? Well, he doesn't live in a certain house or address. He travels around. Well, do you know where he's at right now? Well, they say that he's in this village over. Well, I want to go there. When she heard about Jesus, there's something inside of her that kindled with faith. You see, the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some of you have heard about Jesus and you've known about Jesus all of your life because you were raised in an environment where maybe there was a crucifix on the wall of your bedroom or maybe there was a, a Bible in your house and you've heard about Jesus but you've never gotten up close and personal with Jesus. He's a distant figure. A bowed down head on a bloody cross. A suffering savior. But never someone that you've looked into his eyes. Never someone that you feel could touch me and I could touch him. Never someone that you feel like I could talk to because he's been that Jesus over there, not that Jesus right here. When she heard of Jesus, she thought to herself, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Now, who told her that? Well, I'm not sure anybody told her that. I think she envisioned it. She thought to herself, if I can get close enough to him to touch him. Now, I know I'm unclean, and if he's a rabbi, a teacher, if I touch him, he will be unclean. So he probably doesn't want my dirtiness to touch his purity. If I even come close to him, and if he even touched me, I'm sure he would say, unclean woman, get away from me. But if I could just touch him, maybe, maybe he could heal me. The Bible says that she came up behind him in the crowd. Now you can just imagine the throngs of people around Jesus. In her mind, she has an image. If I touch him, if I can just touch him, if I can just reach out and touch the hem of his garment, the tassel, then maybe there would be power that would flow in my life to heal me. Augustine, who was one of the church fathers long ago, said this. He says, flesh presses, faith touches. He can always distinguish between the jostle of the curious mob and the agonized touch of the needy soul. Hearing the truth and getting up close with Jesus. This is Bold Steps. You're listening to the teaching of Mark Job, and Mark will join me here in just a moment. If you'd like to learn more about Mark Job or the ministry of Bold Steps, you can do that online at boldstepsradio.org. On this program, our mission is to walk alongside people just like you to help them have an intimate and up-close relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we want to demonstrate what a healthy, authentic relationship with Jesus looks like. We do that by providing the unfiltered teaching of God's Word in a fresh and bold way. So if you're interested in helping with that mission and keeping us on your local station, we invite you to become a bold partner today by giving a monthly gift to support this ministry. 
We've made signing up easy, and you'll find us online at boldstepsradio.org. Or let us know you want to become a Bold Partner when you call us. The number to call is 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift in the mail by addressing your letter to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And Mark, as we close out today's program, I want to touch on something that really permeates through all of these daily Bible teachings, and that is how important it is to have a personal relationship with Christ. We can't just go through the motions, can we? We've got to spend real time in the presence of Jesus. And that just is not only true for people that are coming to Christ and need to accept Him as Lord and Savior. It's for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, but it's true of people that are believers Mm -hmm. as well. And I just preached at Founders Week not too long ago about on Revelation chapter 3, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's for believers. Right. He invites us to come in and sit at the table and fellowship with Him. So really, that's the message of Louis Giglio's book, At the Table with Jesus. I love that title because he just focuses on who Jesus is. And this book has 66 devotional thoughts specifically aimed at understanding who Jesus is in a more compelling way. Yes, and right now we'll send you a copy of At the Table with Jesus when you give a gift of any amount. So whether you're signing up to become a bold partner or giving a one-time gift, You can do that today and request your copy of Louis Giglio's book by going online to boldstepsradio.org. And then over the weekend, we invite you to join us for our sister program, Bold Steps Weekend, airing on your local station or available online at boldstepsweekend.org. Well, that's the time we have today, but thanks for joining us. Be sure to come back next week as we continue the message Mark has titled, Our Private Pain. It's coming up Monday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.